Section sixty of London Labour and the London Poor by Henry Mayhew, Volume One. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Peter Yearsley. The Street Folk, Part Sixty, of the Street Sellers of Card Counters, Medals, etc. The card counters, or as I have heard them sometimes called by street sellers, small coins, are now of a very limited sale. The slang name for these articles is jacks and half-jacks. They are sold to the street people at only two places in London, one in Hoburn and the other at Black Tom's, himself formerly a street seller, now a small swag, in Clerkenwell. They are all made in Birmingham and are of the size and colour of the genuine sovereigns and half-sovereigns, but it is hardly possible that anyone who had ever received a sovereign in payment could be deceived by the substitution of a jack. Those now sold in the streets are much thinner and very much lighter. Each presents a profile of the Queen, but, instead of the superscription Victoria Dei Gratia of the true sovereign, the jack has Victoria Regina. On the reverse, in the place of the Britanniarum Regina Fid Def, surrounding the royal arms and crown, is a device intended for an imitation of St. George and the Dragon, representing a soldier on horseback, the horse having three legs elevated from the ground, while a drawn sword fills the right hand of the equestrian, and a crown adorns his head. The superscription is to Hanover, and the rider seems to be socially accompanied by a dragon. Round the Queen's head on the half-jack is Victoria, Queen of Great Britain, and on the reverse the Prince of Wales's feather, with the legend, the Prince of Wales's model half-sovereign. Until within these five or six years, the gilt card-counters had generally the portraiture of the monarch, and on the reverse the legend, Keep Your Temper, as a reasonable admonition to whist-players. Occasionally the card-counter was a gilt coin, closely resembling a sovereign, but the magistracy, eight or nine years back, put down the sale of these imitations. Under another head will be found an account of the use made of these sovereigns in pretended wagers. A further use of them was to add to the heaps of apparent gold at the back of the table-keeper in a race-booth, when gambling was allowed at Epsom and the great meetings. There are now only two men regularly selling jacks in the streets. There have been as many as twelve. One of these street-sellers is often found in Hoburn, announcing, Thirty shillings for a penny, thirty shillings for a penny, cheapest bargain ever offered, thirty shillings for a penny. The jacks cost wholesale four shillings and sixpence the gross, the half-jacks two shillings and ninepence. The two are sold for a penny. If the sale be not brisk, the street-seller will give a ring into the bargain. These rings cost one shilling the gross, or the third part of a farthing each. If there be, on the year's average, only two street-sellers disposing of the jacks, and earning nine shillings a week, to earn which the receipts will be about twenty shillings, we find one hundred and four pounds expended in the streets on these trifles. Of medals, the street-sale is sometimes considerable, at others a mere nothing. When a popular subject is before the public, many of the general patras go to medals. I could not learn that any of the present street people vended medals in the time of the war. I believe there are none at present among the street folk who did so. I am told that the street sale in war medals was smaller than might reasonably have been expected. 
the manufacture of those articles in the salamanca vittoria and even waterloo days was greatly inferior to what it is at present and the street price demanded was as often sixpence as a smaller sum these medals in a little time presented a dull leaden look and the knowledge that they were poor things seems to have prevented the public buying them to any extent in the streets and perhaps deterred the street sellers from offering them those who were the most successful of the medal sellers had been or assumed to have been soldiers or seamen within the last eighteen years or more there has hardly been any public occurrence without a comparatively well executed medal being sold in the streets in commemoration of it that sold at the opening of london bridge was i am told considered a superior thing and the improvement in this art or manufacture has progressed to the present time within the last three years the most saleable medals an experienced man told me were of hungerford suspension note bridge end note the new houses of parliament the chinese junk and sir robert peel the thames tunnel medals were at one time very tidy as were those of the new royal exchange the great sale is at present of the crystal palace and one man had heard that there were a great many persons coming to london to sell them at the opening of the great exhibition the great eggs and bacon i call it he said for i hope it will bring us that sort of grub but i don't know i'm afraid there'll be too many of us besides they say we shan't be let sell in the park the exhibition medal is as follows what the street medal sellers call the right side i speak of the penny medal which commands by far the greatest sale presents the crystal palace raised from the surface of the medal and whitened by the application of aquafortis the superscription is the building for the international exhibition london 1851 on the wrong side so called is the following inscription occupying the whole face of the medal the construction is of iron and of glass one thousand eight hundred and forty eight feet long about half is four hundred and fifty six wide the remainder four hundred and eight feet wide and sixty six feet high site upwards of twenty acres cost one hundred and fifty thousand pounds josh paxton architect the size of this medal is between that of a shilling and a half crown a patterer who used to sell medals on sunday mornings in the park informed me that he told his customers the crystal palace part was dead silver by a new discovery making silver cheap but for all that he would risk changing it for a fourpenny bit the tuppenny medal is after the same style but the letters are more distinct on my stating to a medal seller that it was difficult to read the inscription on his pennies he said not at all sir but it's your eyes is dazzled this was said quietly and with a touch of slyness and i have no doubt was the man's cut and dried answer the patterer whom i have mentioned told me that encouraged by a tolerable sale and a gathering of the aristocrats on a very fine sunday in january or february he could not remember which he ventured upon six sixpenny medals costing him one shilling and ninepence he sold them all but one which he showed me it was exactly the size of a crown piece the crystal palace was raised and of dead silver as in the smaller medals 
the superscription was the same as on the penny medal but underneath the representation of the palace were raised figures of mercury and of a naked personage with a quill as long as himself a cornucopia and a beehive this i presume was industry these twin figures are supporters to a medallion crowned surmounted of the queen and prince albert being also in dead silver on the reverse was an inscription giving the dimensions and so on of the building the medals in demand for street sale in london seem to be those commemorative of local events only none for instance were sold relating to the opening of the britannia bridge the wholesale price of the medals retailed in the streets at one penny is seven shillings the gross those retailed at twopence are twelve shillings the gross but more than three-fourths of those sold are penny medals they are all bought at the swag shops and are all made in birmingham it is difficult to compute how many persons are engaged in this street trade for many resort to it only on occasions there are however from twelve to twenty generally selling medals and at the present time about thirty are so occupied they however do not sell medals exclusively but along with a few articles of jewellery or occasionally of such street stationery as letter stamps and fancy pens with coloured glass or china handles a fourth of the number are women the weather greatly influences the street medal trade as rain or damp dims their brightness one seller told me that the day before i saw him he had sold only four medals i've known the trade off and on he said for about six years and the greatest number as ever i sold was half a gross one saturday i cleared rather better than three shillings i sold them in whitehall and by westminster bridge there was nothing new among them but i had a good stock and it was a fine day and i was lucky in meeting parties and had a run for sets by a run for sets my informant meant that he had met with customers who bought a medal of each of the kinds he displayed this is called a set an intelligent man familiar with the trade and who was in the habit of clubbing his stock money with two others that they might buy a gross at a time calculated that fifteen medal sellers were engaged in the traffic the year through and earned in medals alone sixpence a day each to clear which they would take six shillings and sixpence weekly giving a yearly outlay of two hundred and fifty three pounds ten shillings it must be remembered to account for the smallness of the earnings that the trade in medals is irregular and the calculation embraces all the seasons of the trade on occasions when medals are the sole or chief articles of traffic they are displayed on a tray which is a box with a lid and thus look bright as silver on the faded brown velvet with which the box is often lined among the favourite pitches are oxford street the approaches to london blackfriars westminster and waterloo bridges the railway stations and the city road of small coins proper there is now no sale in the streets when there was an issue of half farthings about seven years ago the street sellers drove a brisk trade in vending them at four a penny urging on the sale before the coins got into circulation which they never did it's not often said one patra to me that we has anything to thank the government for but we may thank them for the half farthings i dare say at least thirty of us made a tidy living on them for a week or more and if they wasn't coined just to give us a spurt i should like to know what they was coined for i once myself sir for a lark gave one to a man that swept a capital crossing 
and he was in a thundering passion and wanted to fight me when i told him they was coined to pay the likes of him there was afterwards a tolerable sale of the new silver pennies just issued from the mint three halfpence each or seven for sixpence also of genuine models of the new english florin only one penny both of these were fictitious of the street sellers of rings and sovereigns for wagers this class is hardly known in the streets of london at present country fairs and races are a more fitting ground for the ring sellers operations one man of this class told me that he had been selling rings and occasionally medals for wagers for this last fifteen years it's only a so-so game just now he said the people get so fly to it a many hold out their penny for a ring and just as i suppose i'm a-going to receive it they put the penny into their pockets and their thumb upon their nose i wish i had some other game for this is a very dicky one i give threepence a dozen for the rings at the swag shop and sometimes sells a couple of dozen in a day but seldom more saturday is no better day than any other country people are my best customers i know them by their appearance sometimes a person in the crowd whispers to others that he bought one the other day and went and pawned it for five shillings and he'd buy another but he's got no money i don't ask for such assistance i suppose it's done for a lark and to laugh at others if they buy women buy more frequently than anyone else several times since i have been on this dodge women have come back and abused me because the ring they bought for a penny was not gold some had been to the pawn-shop and was quite astonished that the pawnbroker wouldn't stake the ring in i do best in the summer at races people think it more likely that two sporting gents would lay an out-of-the-way wager as you know i always make out then than at any other time i have been interfered with at races before now for being an impostor and yet at the same time the gamblers was allowed to keep their tables but of course theirs was all fair no imposition about them oh no i am considered about one of the best patterers among our lot i dare say there may be twenty on us altogether in town and country on rings and sovereigns sometimes when travelling on foot to a race or fair i do a little in the fawny dropping line note fawnies are rings end note but that is a dangerous game i never did it but two or three times there were some got lagged for it and that frightened me in ring dropping we pretend to have found a ring and ask some simple-looking fellow if it's good gold as it's only just picked up sometimes it is immediately pronounced gold well it's no use to me we'll say will you buy it often they're foolish enough to buy and it's some satisfaction to one's conscience to know that they think they're taking you in for they give you only a shilling or two for an article which if really gold would be worth eight or ten some ring droppers write out an account and make a little parcel of jewellery and when they pick out their man they say if you please sir will you read this for me and tell me what i should do with these things as i've just found them some people advise they should be taken to the police office but very few say that some that they should be taken to the address others that they should be sold and the money shared others offer a price for them stating that they're not gold they're only trumpery they say but they'll give half a crown for them it's pleasant to take such people in sometimes the finder says he's in haste and will sell them for anything to attend to other business and he then transfers his interest at perhaps two hundred per cent profit this game won't frizz now sir it's very dangerous i've left it off long since i don't like the idea of quod i've been there once another plan of dropping rings is to write a letter this is the style my dear anne i have sent you the ring and hope it will fit 
excuse me not bringing it john will leave it with you you know i have so much to attend to i shall think every minute a year until the happy day arrives yours devotedly james brown this love epistle containing the wedding ring was most successful when it first came up but the public are now too wide awake according to another informant the ring-dropping lurk is now carried on this way for the old style is coopered a woman he says is made up so as to appear in the family way pretty far gone and generally with a face as long as a boy's kite up she goes to any likely ken where she knows there are women that are married or expect to get married and commences begging then comes the tale of woe if she can get them to listen i'm in the family way she says and as you can plainly see young ladies this she says to the servants and that prides them you know my husband has left me after serving me in this way i don't know where he is and am forced to solicit the lady's charity well the servants will bring broken victuals and make a little collection among themselves for the unprotected female for which in return with many thanks for their kindness she offers her gold wedding ring for sale as she wants to get back to her suffering kids to give them something to eat poor things and they shall have the gold ring she says for half what it's worth or if they won't buy it will they lend two shillings or three shillings on it till she can redeem it as she hasn't been in the habit of pledging the girls are taken off their guard she not being in the habit of pledging is a choker for them by the woman's seeming simplicity and there's a consultation one says to the other oh you'll want it mary for john and another no you'll want it first sally for william but the woman has her eye on the one as says the least as the likeliest of all to want it and so she says to the john and william girls oh you don't want it but here touching the silent one here's a young lady as does that sweetens the servant girl up directly she says i don't want it bless you with a giggle but i'll lend you a trifle as you're in this state and have a family and a left like this by your husband ain't he cruel sally she adds to her fellow-servant the money the ring-woman gets sir depends upon the servant's funds if it's just after quarter day she generally gets a tidy tip if not four or five bob i've known one woman get ten shillings and even twelve shillings this way the ring is made out of brass gilt buttons and stunning well it's faked up to rights and takes a good judge even at this day to detect it without a test the best sort of rings for fawny dropping is the belchers they are a good thick looking ring and have the crown and vr stamped upon them they are sevenpence a dozen i takes my stand now in my ring selling as if i was in a great hurry and pulls out my watch i used to have a real one but now it's a dummy now ladies and gentlemen says i i am not permitted to remain more than ten minutes in one spot i have rings to sell to decide a wager recently made between two sporting noblemen to the effect that i do not sell a certain quantity of these rings in a given time at a penny apiece i can recommend the article as being well worth the money i ask for it perhaps something more i do not say they are gold in fact i must not say too much as there is a person in this company watching my proceedings and seeing that i do not remain more than ten minutes in this spot here i always looks very hard at the most respectable and gentlemanly looking person among my hearers and sometimes gives him a wink and sometimes a nod but if you should hear anything more about these rings and you want to purchase don't be vexed if i am gone when you want me the ten minutes has nearly expired three minutes more any more buyers 
it makes no difference to me whether i sell or not i get my pay all the same but if you take my advice buy and perhaps if you was to call at the sign of the three balls as you go home you may be agreeably surprised and hear something to your advantage perhaps i've said too much i have one minute more before i close the establishment after shutting the box i dare not sell another in this spot if you were to offer me five pounds for it therefore if you wish to purchase now is your time i make many a pitch and do not sell a single ring and the insults i receive used to aggravate me very much but i do not mind them now i'm used to it the flyest cove among all us ring sellers is little ikey the jew there were two used to work the game they had a real gold ring just like the ones they were selling and they always used to pitch near a pawnbroker's shop ikey's pal would buy a ring for a penny of the street seller and would then say loud enough to be heard by the bystanders there's a pawn shop i'll go and ask them to take it in a crowd would follow him he would enter the pawnbroker's present a real gold ring obtain a loan of five shillings and would present the ticket to the bystanders who would then buy very fast when the pitch was over ikey's pal would take the ring out of pawn and away the two would go to work near some other pawnbroker's i have heard ikey say they have pawned the ring thirty-five times in a day i tried the same caper but my pal cut with the gold ring the first day and have never had another go at that fake since before i commenced the jewellery line continued my candid informant a good many years ago i used to hold horses about bond street afterwards i was taken as an errand boy to druggists was out of an errand one day and got sixpence for holding a gentleman's horse which kept me nearly an hour when i went back to my master's i was told i wasn't wanted any more i had been cautioned about stopping of errands two or three times before however i didn't like the situation it was too confining i next got a place as pot-boy in brick lane here i was out one day gathering in the pots i hung the strap of pots to a railing to have a game of chances pitch and toss someone prigged my strap of pots and i cut a few weeks after i was grabbed for this and got a month at the mill but i was quite innocent of prigging i was only careless when i came out of prison i went to epsom races thinking to get a job there at something or other a man engaged me to assist him in pitching the hunters pitching the hunters is the three sticks a penny with the snuff boxes stuck upon sticks if you throw your stick and they fall out of the hole you're entitled to what you knock off i came to london with my master the pitcher hunter he went to a swag shop in kent street in the borough to purchase a new stock i saw a man there purchasing rings this was little ikey the jew some days afterwards i saw him making a pitch and selling very fast i had fourpence in my pocket went to kent street to the swag shops bought a dozen rings and commenced selling them i sold that day three dozen that wasn't bad considering that my toggery was very queer and i looked anything but one who would be trusted with ten pounds worth of gold rings this wager between the two sporting noblemen has been a long time settling i've been at it more than fifteen years the origin of it was this here when sovereigns were first coined the jew boys and others used to sell medals and card counters upon particular occasions the same as they do now and shove them in a saucepan lid with silver paper under them captain barclay and another of the same sort better wager that one of these jew boys could not dispose of a certain number of real sovereigns in a given time supposing the jew boy cried out nothing more than here's sovereigns only a penny apiece the number he was to sell was fifty within the hour and to take his station at london bridge the wager was made the jew boy procured and the sovereigns put into the pot lid here are real sovereigns a penny apiece who'll buy he cried but he sold only a few the number disposed of within the hour i have heard was seventeen 
those who purchased when they found that they had really bought sovereigns at a penny apiece returned for more but the salesman was gone a good harvest was afterwards reaped among the jews who got up a medal something like a sovereign and sold them in every quarter of london for the captain's wager soon spread about everywhere it's a stale game now it was so before my time but i've heard the jews talk about it the second day i tried the ring dodge i was a little more successful indeed every day for some time exceeded the day before for as i improved in patter my sales increased my appearance too was improving at one time i was a regular swell sported white kid gloves white choker white waistcoat black ribbon and a quizzing glass some people used to chaff me and cry out there's a swell i never was saving always spent my money as fast as i got it i might have saved a goodish bit and i wish i had now i never had a wife but i have had two or three broomstick matches though they never turned out happy i never got hold of one but what was fond of lush i live in westminster at a padding ken i'd rather not tell you where not that i've anything to fear but people might think i was a nose if anybody came after me and they would crab me i'd rather get something else to do if i could but i think this is the best street game i could follow i don't believe any of the ring sellers dispose of more than myself except little ikey he now adds other articles a silver thimble he calls it some conundrums a songbook and a seal and all for a penny i tried the same thing but found i could do just as well with the rings alone we all expect to do great things during the exhibition i think all honours ought to be allowed to sell in the parks foreigners are invited to witness specimens of british industry and it's my opinion they should see all from the highest to the lowest we did intend petitioning the prince on the subject but i don't suppose it would be any go seeing as how the slang coves note the showman end note have done so and been refused of the street sellers of children's gilt watches these articles were first introduced into general street sale about ten years ago they were then german made the size was not much larger than that of a shilling and to this tiny watch was appended as tiny a chain and seal the street price was only one penny and the wholesale price was eight shillings the gross they were sold at eight of the swag shops all english and foreign or english and german establishments from the price it would appear that the profit was fourpence a dozen but as the street sellers had to take the watches as they came the profit was but threepence as a dozen watches in a gross had broken glasses or were otherwise damaged and unsaleable the supply of these watches was not equal to the demand for when a case of them was received it could have been sold twice over one street seller told me that he had sold fifteen and even sixteen dozen of these watches on a day and that once on a saturday night and early on sunday morning he had sold two gross or twenty-four dozen such however was not the regular sale a good week was a profit of fifteen shillings about six years ago gilt watches of a very superior kind were sold in the streets in a different way they were french made and were at first vended at one shilling each some were displayed in case boxes fitted up with divisions in which were placed the watches with the guard chains about three-quarters of a yard long coiled round them there were also two or three keys one in the form of a pistol the others were hung from a small pole sometimes a dozen and sometimes two being so suspended and they had a good glittering appearance in a bright light this street fashion still continues 
the street sellers however are anxious not to expose these watches too much as they are easily injured by the weather and any stain or injury is irreparable the shilling sale continued prosperously for about six weeks and then the wholesale price owing the street sellers were told at the swag shops to an opposition in the trade in paris was reduced to four shillings and sixpence a dozen and the retail street price to sixpence each when the trade was at its best there were thirty men and twenty women selling these watches all may june and july and each clearing from twelve shillings to twenty shillings but rarely the latter sum a week last season there were for the same period about half the number of sellers mentioned averaging a profit of about fifteen pence a day each or nine shillings a week the cry is handsome present for sixpence beautiful child's watch and chain made of peruvian metal by working jewellers out of employ only sixpence for a handsome present the vendors of these watches are the regular street sellers some of them being tolerably good patterers one of these men in the second year of the street sale of watches appeared one morning in an apron and sleeves to which brass and copper filings were made to adhere and he announced himself as an english working jeweller unemployed offering his own manufactures for sale better finished and more solid than all the french the man's sale was greatly increased on the following day however four other english working jewellers appeared in leicester square and its approaches each in besprinkled apron and sleeves and each offering the productions of his own handicraft the apron and sleeves were therefore soon abandoned among the best pitches for the watch-sellers are not itinerant though they walk to and fro are the regent's park leicester square the foot of london bridge and of blackfriars bridge and at the several railway stations the principal purchasers i was told by an intelligent patterer who sometimes turned his hand to the watches were fathers and mothers he thought and them as wished to please such parties calculating that twenty-five persons now vend watches for twelve weeks in the year and as they are ten per cent cheaper than they were at the swag shops that each clears eight shillings weekly we find three hundred and sixty pounds yearly expended in london streets in these toy watches end of section sixty